The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you that while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women who told them this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them as an idle tale. They did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, may be seated, please. Let us pray. Almighty God, Alleluia, you are risen. Alleluia. Amen. Do you like surprises? No? Yes? It's kind of, okay, I understand that. That's the summary of what Easter was for those first followers on that first Easter Sunday. Surprise! Pastor Phil Calloway was driving his five-year-old past a local cemetery. And if you have five-year-olds, you know that they see the world totally different than anyone else. And the five-year-old saw a pile of dirt beside a newly dug grave. And the boy pointed and said, Look, Dad, one got out. (laughs) Calloway laughed. But then every time since then, when he's driven by the grave yard, he's reminded, one got out. Surprise, surprise, he who was dead is now alive. So the women came to the text, to the tomb. Imagine their surprise when they saw that the tomb was empty and Jesus got out. They were coming to the tomb that early because there was not time enough to anoint the body for burial. They couldn't complete the burial process until Friday, and that was the Sabbath. The Sabbath starts on Friday sundown and goes to Saturday sundown. 
they were devout Jewish women. They were careful not to work on the Sabbath. That even included preparing Jesus' body for burial. So they went back to the tomb on Sunday morning to complete their work. On the first day of the week, early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered the tomb, they did not see the body. Suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you that while he was still in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and the third day be raised. Then they remembered his words. And when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the leaven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others who told this to the apostles. The first witnesses to the resurrection were women. you have to realize that a woman's testimony in court in that day and age was not allowed. Women were not trusted to tell the truth. Women were hardly given any rights at all. And yet, God chose to show the women the resurrection first those who were going to take care of the body. Surprise! He's alive! Easter is rather surprising. Resurrection marks the moment when (coughs) life overcame death. And that's why we're here. Death has been overcome. Professional golfer Paul Azinger was diagnosed with cancer. A genuine feeling of fear overcame me, he says. I could die from cancer. I am going to die. I am definitely going to die. It's just a question of when. Suddenly, everything became meaningless to me, and all I wanted to do was live. His good friend Larry Moody says, Zinger, we are not in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. We are in the land of the dying trying to get to the land of the living. That's what Easter is all about. Listen to the angel's words. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. We're not in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. We are dying now, and we are going to the land of the living. Resurrection marks the change when life overcame death. Point two, 
Resurrection marks the moment when hope overcomes grief. The power of death and loss and grief can destroy a person. (coughs) It makes us lose all hope. Pastor Stephen Brown says, after his younger brother Ron died, he was devastated. He went to the graveyard several weeks after Ron's death. It was cold, it was rainy, it was muddy, and he couldn't find the grave. It wasn't marked. And as he was walking in the mud, grief overwhelmed him. And in his sobbing, he said, God, this has been the worst month of my life, and now I can't even find my brother's grave. And as he said that, Stephen sensed that Christ drew near. And the words of the angel came to his mind, Why do you look for the living among the dead? And the pastor says, Those words comfort me, and I haven't been back to the cemetery since. I don't need to go back. The one who loved Ron and knew him came to me in my grief. He promised never to leave, and that has made all the difference in the world. The resurrection overcomes grief with hope. And finally, the resurrection marks the moment when we make a decision about faith. Will we leave like the women, bursting with joy and telling everyone what we know? Or will we leave like Peter, in silence? Luke tells us that the women were not believed because their words seemed like nonsense, idle tales. Peter got up and he ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the linen cloths lying by themselves. And then he went away, wondering what had happened. What kind of response is that? Jesus had told him he would rise. Three days he would come back to life. There's no other belief system in the world that teaches that their founder or their prophet or their God comes back from the dead. This is the foundation of our Christian faith and our Christian church. Without the resurrection, all we have are a group of laws to follow. So if the resurrection is a lie, then Christian faith is a lie. If the resurrection is a lie, then death is the end of the story. If resurrection is a lie, then you had no reason to get up out of your nice warm bed this morning and come here. If the resurrection is a lie, then millions of Christian 
churches across the world should close their doors. If the resurrection is alive, then all hospital and orphanages and homeless shelters built in Jesus' name should close their doors. If the resurrection is a lie. But it isn't a lie. It's real. It's true. God raised Christ from the grave. And God will raise those whom he loved who are in Christ. The resurrection is real. When Christ was born, a host of angels announced it and sang his praises. But only ones who heard it were a few poor shepherds. When Jesus rose from the dead, only two angels announced it, and they told it to a handful of grieving women. And only a few accepted the message of Jesus. Only a few experienced the reality of resurrection. And only a few will leave here and go everyone they know that Jesus is alive.